everybody, I'm Faith, and I have Down syndrome. But our podcast is not really about that exactly. And I'm Andrea. I'm friends with Faith. Our podcast is about conversations and connections. It's about how we are the same and how we are different. For each episode, Faith and I interview a different guest. Some of our guests experience intellectual and developmental disabilities, also known as IDD, and some don't. We talk about friendship, family, adulthood, and, when it comes up, disability. Our podcast is called Everybody In because we are so interested in everybody. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. I am Andrea Moore, one of your hosts for Everybody In, a podcast conceived and produced by the Wayfaring Band. And I believe it was the Countess of Oxford, Miss Margot Asquith, who said, there is nothing more perplexing in life than to know at what point you should surrender your intellect to your faith. (laughs) Ah, yes. I think we should surrender everything to faith. She is one worth surrendering our hearts, our minds, our souls. And here she is. Hello, darling. Hello. Um, what's up, everyone? Uh, I am Faith Vidrain. I am Andrea's co-host. And thanks for thanks for listening. Yes, <laughs> thank you for listening, for joining us. Uh, we're getting silly in the studio, as always. Um, but we do have a great show today. Who is our guest today, Faith? Um, Ozzy. Yes, Ozzy Cabral. Uh, the troublemaker, um, the general malcontent. No, just kidding. Uh, but he is he's a good friend of mine, which is why I get to be so silly about him. But we're really excited to get to know Ozzy. There's there's a lot to get to know. He has some interesting perspectives and, and great um, connections in lots of different communities uh, in town here in Denver. So, Faith, tell us a little bit about the format that you're going to be using to to chat with Ozzy. So he and I are going to, um, going back and forth between questions. So I'm going to ask him questions, and he's going to ask me some surprise questions. I hope our listeners are living for the fact that you're <laughs> up for this every single episode, week after week, that Faith just is ready to take it. She lets her guests surprise her with mystery questions. And that's a risk <laughs> with somebody like Ozzy. Oh, I know you don't know him that well, but you're going to get to know him better, my darling. Um, well, I'm really excited to hear what he asks you. I know you're going to ask him your usual your usual questions. So you feeling ready? You feeling warmed up? I am. Well, I'm excited to just get in there and, and make trouble on my own whenever I can, too. So let's do it. Okay. So, Ozzy, tell me about yourself. Well, i am um, been in Colorado all my life. I work in addiction, mental health, and chronic and acute pain. And uh, I have a lot of animals. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many more questions. So many more. I hope we're going to get to them. I'm not going to ask them yet. I'm waiting. I promise. <laughs> okay, so let's get started, shall we? Yeah, I'll see. Let's Okay. Do it. So my first question, who is your best friend and why are they so special to you? Wow. Um, well, I have the first one that comes to mind is my dog, Luna. She's my best friend and she's special because she's been through quite a lot with me. <laughs> and um, 
um, we're just very, very spiritually connected. Mm. At the same time, I have a friend, his name is Aubrey, who is very connected to me too. He's about as connected as Luna and he's kind of like a dog like Luna. (laughs) 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 Um, And he is a good friend or special to me because kind of like Luna, we're, we've gone through quite a lot together and we're very, um, um, I don't know. I want to say spiritually connected um, just because of our experiences and our discussions and our, the way that we've grown. Yeah. Nice. Can I ask a follow-up? Please. Nice. So when you talk about being spiritually connected, um, what are some of the elements between, you know, if we break that down, what does that look like in terms of like how, how you and your best friend behave or, um, you know, without having to necessarily tell us all right. of your experiences, but yeah, what does that actually look like on a day to day? What kind of behaviors? Um, understanding, compassion, I think patience. Um, Luna and I have never had a fight. Aubrey and I have never had a fight, believe it or not. Um, and we see the world in the same way. And I think we use each other for uh, protection and guidance. Yeah. Yes. That's cool. That's kind of, I don't know, we've heard a lot of people talk about their best friends, haven't we, Faith? And Well, especially with dogs. Well, that yes. was just funny because, oh, really? like, <laughs> we actually earlier today was, uh, you know, we interviewed our friend Mackenzie, and that was the first time that we heard somebody say their dog. Oh, wow. As the best friend. And here we were like, yeah. oh, that's so different. And then first thing out of Ozzy's mouth <laughs> is that it's his dog, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's that's awesome. That's really neat. What kind of dog is he? She's like a mix. She's a German Shepherd Husky with a dab of wolf in her nice yeah really cool she's awesome Uh i bet she's a good girl (laughs) (laughs) she really is she pooped in the house the other day (laughs) (laughs) yeah hopefully that your other best friend doesn't do that to you (laughs) 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 um well cool faith are you ready for ozzy's first surprise question please okay um what in this world are you most connected to can can you tell me what do you mean um what's the what's most valuable to you in this world um i think this world is just a beautiful place with everybody who can make a difference you know Mm. and i just think um the world just need some beautiful people just being who they are so I think it's like a gift. So what do you mean a gift? Well, I mean like a gift like like God will bring this beautiful place of the world, you know, and how people can be you know just who they are, you know, like a like a special gift or mm. something. Yeah. Mm. So Yeah. Awesome. And so can I I'll ask a follow up there. So Faith, when you when you s- is this accurate that when you see people being who they're who they are that that's it makes you feel connected yes that that you think that that's cool when people are able to just be themselves and yes like right now we're getting to know each other and having that connection is good mm-hmm. um yeah. and i like you know getting to know people and uh, you know to learn about the connections be- 
between that. Mm. So it's good. Awesome. So That's thank you for bringing that question. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And now I'm going to set the mirror up and make Ozzy answer the question too. Should we do that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. I'm, I'm here to disrupt. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. What about you, Ozzy? Like what, what makes you feel the most connected? To this world? In the world. Yeah. I think it's the same thing. Um, people and um the good that they're doing in the world yeah um seeing all of that um seeing what people are doing to kind of protect the world or to keep love and goodness in the world is what i get connected to Hmm. that's very cool and i'm curious if we can go back a little bit faith before we move on to your next question Mm -hmm. i really want to I want to understand a little bit better about Ozzy's background and some of the things that he does for his job um, and just some of his passions. Cause I think it'll help kind of give us some context for our conversation. Mm. Is that cool? Yeah. So yeah. Can you say, so you said that you were involved in addiction and mental health in the field of addiction and mental mm-hmm. health. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that looks like? Yeah. So what I do is um, work with people who are struggling in both um, addiction or um, mental illness, uh, depression, anxiety, bipolar, different things like that. Um, teaching them um, skills to navigate their emotions, the intensity of their illness, uh, the intensity of their disease, trying to like um, build a life worth living mm-hmm. and a life um, that they're connected to. I mean, going back, c- connected to this world in a different way and that they can live kind of in a peaceful um uh just yeah i guess to live in in kind of this the sense of peace and connection right mm-hmm. so they don't have to suffer mm-hmm. yeah so can i ask um is that included for homeless people as well i've worked with homeless people yeah in the past and yeah they're actually one of my favorite populations for many reasons um I actually started a project once a long time ago. I didn't tell you this, but <laughs> I have a bunch of pictures and I started a, 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 um, a project called I Exist. And so I would interview homeless people and take their picture and write their story and just interview them to say, you know, what's your story? Where did you come from? Do you have family? Do you have kids? And um, it was really more to say, I exist. I have a life. I'm real. Um, I'm not just a ghost you know, walking these streets. Cause sometimes when you're homeless, mm. you feel like a ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was more to say these people do have a life. They exist. So yeah, the homeless are, um, I should pick that back up, but mm-hmm. that's a cool project. Yeah. You want to share with Ozzy why you were asking about that? Well, it's because, um, cause I know my dad is the director of the homeless shelter. um, and I'm and I volunteer once a week, awesome. um, but I sometimes people who are homeless um, can struggle with that sometimes. Yes, because sometimes they're having a good day, or if they're having a bad day. Um, I think one of the homeless people was being kind of weird. I don't know what it really causes him. You know, he was being weird on me, saying, like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And he was repeating himself. I don't know. 
if that was like a mental health or if he was kind of crazy. But for me, I thought he was being rude. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what the cause of that, like mental health or or something or conditions he was having. Mm -hmm. So, and that's why I was asking you what you think. Mm -hmm. Well, if you thought he was being rude, he was being rude. (laughs) I'll tell you that much. And um, people that are homeless, many of them have a lot of mental health issues. And so who knows what was going on with him? He could have been... um, what we say responding to internal stimuli, meaning hearing voices in his head. Um, He could have been um, having memories and flashbacks. A lot of those homeless people have trauma. And so certain people or certain things or certain situations remind them of things. And so what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Could have been him like remembering something horrible um, or um, so I don't think it had anything to do with you. It was more him. And something was going on in his brain, in his head, that made him um, rude and mean. Um, And it was just a situation, I think. It's typical. It happens a lot, you know, because those homeless people have a lot of trauma and they have a lot of mental health issues. They get Mm -hmm. depressed. They get angry. They get frustrated. They don't know how to deal with their emotions. Many of them could be coming off of alcohol, right? He could have been drunk. He could have been detoxing. There's so many things that could be happening that um um i think you know but for you you know that he was being rude and he he was but who knows why it was all in his head yeah Yeah, and it's interesting i think um one thing that's so important i think for so some listeners who maybe don't have as much experience working um with people experiencing homelessness so i just think it's important to remember that it's a continuum right that like um most people, I would say probably overwhelmingly, most people uh, do not choose the experience of being isolated right. from society and living on the streets and uh, are not wanting to live a life of addiction and desperation. And, right. and that those are causal, like things that end up, you know, sometimes if people are struggling already with some mental health issues or addiction issues, then those things can get worse, right? They can get exacerbated and cause things to kind of like the snowball to roll down the hill. And it's like, oh, we lose the car and the relationships and the job. And then eventually the bills pile up and then maybe can lose some housing and um, that all these things really kind of add up. And that it's also really different for each person, which is what Ozzy is saying is that it's hard to know that particular person, but it could have been a lot of, a lot of different things, but but yeah, I think it's okay sometimes to also just be like, back off, dude. Yeah. Like, you are being rude. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, you know, can he, like, can people, like, take medicine for depression or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can. They just need to get in with a doctor or psychiatrist and um, get seen and get an assessment and then they can get placed on medications. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Are there other things that people try in addition to medication? To manage different therapy, talk therapy. Um, well, I mean, they can try a lot of different like routes, like uh, uh, support groups or um, church for some people, different spiritual avenues for some people. So, yeah, there's a lot of different things they can use. Okay. It's interesting, though. I do want to just say out loud that it is possible that 
that guy was judging he wa- that it is possible that yes. he was judging you about disability yeah right if it really felt that way yeah. yeah and it's interesting like the way that it feels i guess it's a reminder to me that i'm like as human beings we really we will attack each other we will hurt each other like we are we can have the experience of let's say experiencing homelessness right like being down and out and really struggling and having a tough time and still have a judgment towards someone with a disability or we can have a disability and still be racist and and make a racist comment Mm. and we can you know that's called intersectionality when we have multiple things happening all at the same time um and it, it may have been that he was being rude to you about your disability or like ozzy said it might have had nothing to do with that and it might have been just about him um well maybe because when he came back to get some clothes from me um he was like saying oh i'm so sorry i didn't mean to do that and i was like okay but really confusing Mm -hmm. you know like he didn't have to you know do that you know Mm because it felt like he was judging me and i just got my feelings hurt (laughs) for no reason in moments like that faith what are some of the things that you can do well can you tell me what you mean about that yeah like if you're feeling like if that if you're feeling like that guy was rude to you and that's happened before right so it's like if if you were going to give advice to somebody who maybe also had a disability but who someone was being rude to them do you have any advice for like how to protect yourself or stand up for yourself and be a self-advocate well yes i will be um it will be nice if i did step up or something um i would I would say, like, you can't just, you know, judge people because of who they are, and it's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you said was very hurtful, mm-hmm. and it felt like he was judging me, and <laughs> that really hurt me because one of my friends was, you know, at the door, and he he was listening, and he was like, he he was going to say something as well of saying that is not okay mm-hmm. you know um so i heard you like using your own words to stand up for yourself yeah or I would. asking a friend for help yeah and he was like right there and he was going to say something to him mm-hmm. you know and but i would you know, just tell him to not do that, you know? Yeah. But usually everybody is so nice. Mm-hmm. And saying, you're awesome. Yeah. So, and that's why it's nice, you know? But there's confusing between being nice or confusing what they're going to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> so. You still yeah. went back, though. Do you think it's like. Like when a well, yeah, a I wanted I wanted to go back, yeah, and like he he was being really he was apologizing to me and I was saying, okay, so if you were saying what's wrong with you and you came back and you apologized to me, that's not okay, you know, it's just it's just not right. Did the apology make you feel better about it at all? Well, just confusing, mm-hmm. you know, like he, he says something and he was repeating himself mm-hmm. 
and he came back and apologized. And that was fine. It was just confusing because you can't just, you know, just judge me like that. Mm-hmm. And he can't just apologize of saying, oh, I'm sorry if I'm being judgeful. Mm. You know, I think it's not okay. Mm. Not for me. That it's not good enough to just say you're sorry. Yeah, it's not good enough. Okay. You know, when he's apologizing, it feels like for me it's not good enough for me. And so and that's good why for I you. <laughs> yeah, yeah thank I mean, you. That's like yeah. talk about a boundary, right? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. She's like, nope. <laughs> well, what about you? I mean, Ozzy, this is an interesting conversation about like when apologies aren't enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you have any experiences, or does that remind you anything of being like being judged or? Apologies aren't enough. Sometimes she's right. <laughs> not good enough. Seriously. I wanted to tell him that, but it's yeah. not good enough. Yeah. So. Well, we got to go through our own process, right? Mm. Well, so yeah. we've got to like, like be I've angry because anger isn't a bad thing. Sometimes it protects us, right? It makes us like do something different or it makes us keep some walls up and be defensive when we know we could be hurt. So it's not a bad thing to be angry. I think it's just, um, um, it's just how we act on it, I think. But sometimes apologies, like, you know, they're, they're words. They're not actions. And, and there's sometimes there's not true meaning behind them. So mm-hmm. that's what I was wondering about. So. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine if apology isn't enough. I mean, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it really felt like I wanted to ta- tell him that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I just don't want to confuse him or something. So. Well, he's already confused. <laughs> sounds like so. Well, and sometimes we learn a lesson and, and we get to apply it next time. Well, yeah. You know? And what I was going to say, you know, I feel sorry for him because it's no fun to be homeless. No. So the universe so. kind of will. Um, I, there's I mean, it's pretty sad to say, but he'll probably be out there on the street and somebody will say what's wrong with you. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the universe has a way of kind of teaching everybody lessons for what they did. Mm. So you just got to let it go and let the universe take care of it. Right. <laughs> and that's what I did. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, are you ready to ask Ozzy, <laughs> Ozzy your second question? Yeah, I want to let this go. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I know somebody needs some help sometimes, but what do you need help with? Um, cleaning my room. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> what do i need i mean i really do need help cleaning my room uh because i really need to clean my room <laughs> good good <laughs> um i think geez uh that's a good question because i tend to not think about what i need help i tend to just keep moving forward um but i guess I would need help in um, um, remembering to slow down and remembering to say no sometimes. So I need help remembering. Mm. Yeah. So like reminders. Yes. Got it. And <laughs> why? And why do you need help slowing down? Because I tend to take on too much. I tend to. Um, I mean, I was just asked um, to get into another book project, which I said yes. I was asked to help somebody find some grants. I said yes. Like, I I don't have time for any of that. So 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know when to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, yeah, I need a reminder to say, listen, when are you going to fit this in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some of the things that you need help with, Faith? Um, well, there's some help I need help with. Um, well, just like going clothes shopping or something, if, if it's going to be like the right price or if it's not too expensive. Um, so that's why I have my sister um, to help me with that. So, um, but there's so many things I need some help with, but mm-hmm. some stuff I can do by myself. So, mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of like can life you clean skills. your room? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry? <laughs> can you clean your room? Because I can't. <laughs> yes, I can. So you could technically, you. You're you could help me. Ozzy. Yeah, <laughs> you could help Ozzy with that. And then give me some tips. <laughs> he's happy to tell you if clothes are too expensive. And let me give you a clue. He's going to say it's all too expensive because Ozzy has just pretty simple taste. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yep. No designer labels <laughs> on this one. No. <laughs> well, if, if it's all right, let's take a short break. And then when we come back after the break, let's hear a little bit more about Ozzy's final surprise question. Okay. And maybe we'll also dig in a little bit to, I'm sure if you're interested, Faith, we can learn a little bit about uh, the wolf sanctuary that Ozzy's involved with and, and okay. some other stuff. Sound like a plan? Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. The Wayfaring Band is not a rock and roll band, are we, Faith? mm So what type of band are we? We are a band of travelers. Travelers, right. So the Wayfaring Band takes original, transformative adventures that include adults with and without cognitive and developmental disabilities. But anybody can come on a trip with us, right, Faith? Yes. Like who? Everybody. Like everybody? Yes. Well, as long as they're a grown-up. Yes. They have to be a grown-up because we work with adults. Well, an adult... Everybody. An adult everybody. So if you're an adult everybody, you're welcome to join the Wayfaring Band on tour. If you're a caregiver, a student, a teacher, a professional, an activist, an interested adult everybody community member, all of you are welcome to join the Wayfaring Band on tour and experience our culture of inclusion firsthand. Be a part of it. How can they learn more, Faith? Learn more at www.thewayfaringband.com. All right, welcome back from the break. We are back. We are back in action. Are we back in action, Faith? Yes. She's like, you're speaking too fast for me, Andrea. I need you to chill out. I'm back in action. Ozzy, are you back in action? I'm back. All right, we're all back. Um, Okay, so Faith, what have we learned so far about Ozzy? You feel like you've learned a few new things about this person? I think so. So... Come a little closer, darling, and then <laughs> tell me tell me some of the things that you just tell me what you remember from our conversation so far. What's sticking out to you about what Ozzy has been saying? Some of the stuff we talked about um, homelessness, and we talked oh, about yes. people needing help. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about needing to clean our rooms. Um, <laughs> we talked about his best friends, mm-hmm. right? His dog Luna and his friend Aubrey. Um, were some of those things things um, that connections you, i think mm-hmm. some connections mm-hmm. yeah right about what makes you feel connected to the world yes right on um so before we go into ozzy's fourth or the fourth <coughs> question and ozzy's second surprise question for you 
Um, I wanted just to ask a little bit, because I'm not sure if you know this, but I, I'm curious about what you're going to think, Faith, <laughs> about what Ozzy's up to with his new nonprofit um, called Song of the Wolf. And I want to see if Ozzy wants to talk about it because, and I'm telling you the secret of why, is I recently talked to one of the people he's collaborating with on this project, and she, Marianne, said that she's really interested in partnering with the Wayfaring Band for some of our members to come up and visit their wolf would be awesome. sanctuary. So, Faith, let's ask, let's have Ozzy explain a little bit about that, if you don't mind, and then we can kind of take that back to some of our friends and see if this sounds like a cool a cool fit. Does that work? Sure. So, please, Ozzy, <coughs> tell us about Song of the Wolf <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> okay, so Song of the Wolf Healing Center is a rescue for... Um, abandoned neglected abused traumatized animals uh wolf hybrids or uh and wolves they have to have our criteria is they have to be at least 80 percent uh wolf content so meaning that they have to be closer more wolf than dog and more than just half and half they have to have a lot of content of uh, for wolves because um, many of the rescues and sanctuaries will take lower content animals and then when the higher contents need a home there's no placement for them they're the ones that get euthanized and they're the ones mm. that need it the most Cause some of these lower content animals can get um, rehomed and, and adopted out so uh, what we do though is I know that there's um, medicine in the wolf meaning that there's healing power and um, goodness I guess mm. um, within the, the these animals and um, what we want to do is we want to um, collaborate and pair with um, people that are going through addiction through mental health high-risk youth so kids that are kind of struggling about who they are in the world um, uh, any you know uh, cognitive and emotional difficulties people that are going through that just to come down visit sit still and come see these animals and get some of this um, medicine that you can carry kind of in your heart and in your life. And hopefully it makes a difference. Um, and hopefully it heals a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's kind of us mm. and us sharing um, some medicine. Mm. That's interesting. I'm, thank you for sharing that with me. Cause I would, I would love to, um, to support that way. Awesome. So. <laughs> yeah. You'd imagine that you'd want to go and check out the sanctuary, Faith? Yes. And Ozzy, tell us a little bit more about when you say medicine, is the medicine of the wolf the same for everyone or is it different? Or, yeah, what's your experience with that? Well, so think about medicine. Somebody takes in a specific med, it's going to act differently within your body, right? Um, it has kind of similar properties, but it people react to it differently. So I think that that's the same thing that there's, uh, these animals hold specific, um, I don't know what other word to use other than medicine, but they hold specific qualities or, mm -hmm. or, um, energies or goodness or whatever that, um, will interact with each individual differently. Um, but there's still healing there. I mean, that's the goal of all medicine, right? Is mm -hmm. healing. So you get some kind of healing, health, help, and, and some happiness that comes out of that. And what are some of the interactions that you've witnessed? Like what kind of transformation takes place in that environment? Well, I've seen um, 
Well, I've seen a lady who had a lot of trauma sit with the animals, um, uh, start crying when one of the female um, animals came and scent rubbed her and kind of just laid with her, which was really interesting because they're usually kind of um, worried about people. Uh, but this particular person, uh, this female wolf, uh, came and, and really put her head on her shoulder and stayed with her. And I think mm -hmm. she needed that support or to know that, holy crap, this animal, uh, this wild animal that can kill me is showing me some kindness, mm. you know, because um, they were both traumatized. Helps people? Yeah, that's what's interesting. So because it's a sanctuary for these wolves. Mm -hmm. So these are not wolves who are having the experience of living. Right. The wolf life. Right. Exactly. Out in the wild. Right. Yeah. They so, all have stories. And, and do you, is that your interpretation of that? That that sort of that there's a, an affinity there or a, a recognition? Yeah, of, I think so. Because they're very intuitive. Mm -hmm. I mean, these animals are very, very intuitive. They've been around for thousands and thousands of years, you know, and I, they they carry knowledge, I think, and connection in a whole different way than humans do. Mm hmm. And so we need them. Um, they bring a balance in a way. You know, I've seen the animals um, shy away from people that um, circle people that have had like very narcissistic or anger or um, until they can figure out how to let go of that anger mm -hmm. or how to let go of themselves. Um, so they interact with you in, in um, I don't know, in, in a whole different way. They, they sense you. And I imagine as you're describing it, I'm, you know, it, it seems to me that there's a possibility for a, a human, a person uh, to kind of, especially somebody maybe from the city or like you said, somebody who has experienced trauma and, um, you know, who maybe is feeling more isolated or, or broken away. Um, I don't know. I'm just imagining that there's like a, a sense of being a part of a part of the world, yeah. like the whole ecosystem and totally. I, I hear a lot about this. I mean, even the guest we were talking with earlier was talking about having a service animal and sort of the benefit of, of the relationship of her service dog in her life. Um, yeah. Can you share with us a little bit about just your relationship with animals in general? Like, how did it come about that you have these high content animals? Wolves? Yeah. Well, I've had uh, wolf dogs as pets. I don't. Uh, they're my favorite animals. Um I mean, kind of really going back, my um, father's side is uh, Wichol native, and the Wichols believe that they're descendants of the wolves. Mm. And so I think I've always had this connection to them. Uh, I didn't know that they that they believed they were descendants until uh, later in life. But I After had this you were already involved with wolves. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. Afterwards, then um, um, uh, my aunt told me about that. And so... Um, so that was really interesting because she said, you know, that we're descendants. And, and um, huh. so um, I think I was just I don't know. I've been called to a lot of things in life. So this is just one of the things that the universe is putting in front of me. Um, and this is where I'm supposed to be right now. Hmm. So, Faith, what do you think about that? So I, I want to go back and just kind of connect some of the dots that we were just talking about. Did you hear what you we were saying about um, Ozzy's? Uh, kind of ancestors believing that they're descendants of the wolves, meaning that they believe that the wolves are their own ancestors. Did you hear that part? So part of Ozzy's family is Huichol, mm -hmm. which is the name of a tribe in mm -hmm. Mexico. 
and there's an indigenous group of people to the Americas, to these the continents that we now call the Americas. Um, and so have you ever heard about that kind of thing before, where people believing that their wolves are their relations? Relatives. <laughs> um. She's like, he's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's not what I think. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about, I mean, what do you think about that? Um, well... Talking about wolves, you know. Um, did I did I hear about you saying abusive, abusing or something? No, some of them have been abused. Some yeah. of them, mm-hmm. and that and we just talked about trauma. And, yeah, mm-hmm. they've gone they've gone through. Uh, they end up in rescues and sanctuaries because they've had bad uh, experiences growing up or living in bad conditions. Because I. Every time when I think of that, you know, it's it's really not okay, you know, mm. for abusing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. definitely with animals, or like any kind of animals or wolves, I think they're like a beautiful creature, you know. Mm-hmm. You and feel connected to that. I do, you know, because I I never seen a wolf before, mm. um, but. That's why it's very interesting for me, you know, to see what they are, you know, and uh, everything what you said, you know, having a good thing in their hearts, you know, and I and I want to make a difference with that, too, so much in my life, mm-hmm. you know, like I want to bring the good mm-hmm. into the wolves as well, like any kind of animals mm. by dealing with wolves. So I think, I think it's very, just a beautiful thing, <laughs> you know, because I, they're just, you know, they're just wolves, you know, because I think, I think, well, that's, that's, that's all I know about mm-hmm. that. So when you're talking about feeling connected and, and sort of that it, it makes you upset to think about the wolves being abused just like it makes you upset to think about people being abused. Is that accurate? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It reminds me of what we talk about a lot in the wayfaring band, which is mutual aid, which is I help you, you help me. Right. And right. so these, the humans who are visiting with the wolves are obviously getting like Ozzy said, the wolf medicine, right? They're getting that connection with something and healing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the healing of coming of like that healing, that bond. Um, and that, and the wolves are getting something too. Yeah. Right? The wolves are, are getting a safe place to live and to be wolves and not have to be pets necessarily, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think for healing, for hearing that word of healing, I think it's very healing for me to hear that for the first mm-hmm. time. And I think that's great. And I, I definitely want to make a difference mm-hmm. about the wolves. So... Yeah, and I guess when I was asking you, Faith, about what you think about this idea of, of like be people having animals as their ancestors, I I think what I notice well, is Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm sorry. Um, but I I I think I really wanna learn more about the wolves. Yeah. You know? And maybe, you know, I can do something. Well, and I re- and, and maybe we can go, right? And we can go and, and meet meet the wolves and get more involved and Yeah. Um, 
but I, I think it's interesting how in, you know, Western culture and, and especially uh, kind of the descendants from Europe, Western culture, like the colonized cult, colonizing culture, um, there's something uh, glib almost or sort of, uh, you know, we, we think it's kind of silly, this idea of like being like, I think everybody's like, oh, I like animals. I like dogs and cats. But like this this deeper idea of, of being truly relatives. Relatives. Yeah. Connected. I mean, that's like a different They're word. You, t- you talk about being relatives, relatives of the wolves. Yeah. That's we not just relatives. the same. It's as the just wolf nation. Right. You know, I mean, it's, you know, there's the people nation. There's the wolf nation. There's the eagle nation. There's the elephant nation. They're all nations that we need to honor and, and respect because they are us. We're mm-hmm. connected to them. We are related. We're in the animal kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so, Faith, when when this earlier this year, Faith and I had an opportunity to attend a, a Sundance ceremony, and so um, oh, awesome. we are mm-hmm. not talking about the film festival, are yeah. we? No, we are <laughs> no. talking about a true Native American sun, Sundance ceremony. Um, sorry, not a festival, a ceremony. It's a sacred ceremony, and we were down in in Arizona, right? We went right. down to Casablanca, Arizona, and attended that that ceremony as some guests of some friends and actually faith some of the people we met were from the Weechol nation which mm-hmm. is the same the same nation that Ozzy's family part of Ozzy's family is from and that's the wolf nation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so you probably did meet some people who have that connection and, and it is something i think we can all learn more about yeah um you know how we always ask that question about when we interview our our when we interview people on the podcast who experience a disability one of the questions that we ask and we do this on tour with the wayfaring band too yes. right we always do this <laughs> is we say if you could be any animal other than a human what animal would you be and i think sometimes people hear that question and it seems sort of like wah, wah, like sort of silly or whatever <laughs> but really like and it's not it's not about spirit animals because that's a different thing mm. that's a different you know spirit animals are are real things that that some groups of people practice. And mm-hmm. so that's that's not what we're talking right. about. We're talking about a connection between us as individuals with he, with animals and being a part of this global ecosystem mm-hmm. of living things, yeah. right? So Faith, do you want to share with Ozzy the connection that you feel, the animal that you always feel connected to? Yes. Um, so my birth sign is Elio. So Elio is like a lion. Um, usually what I notice about lions going, like, to be outside, you know, so, like, they're, they're warm-blooded. I'm also warm-blooded because I was born in the summer. Um, and also they're, they're kind of, kind of special kind of lions, you know, how they can feel, you know, like, um, being generous to people or mm-hmm. or bring bringing the love or something mm-hmm. you know and I just feel so connected with the Leos you know mm. and I think I I think I have that kind of gift because of the Leo mm. mm-hmm. and that's why I know about Leos so because I know I know you are right I'm a Leo, but I think it's interesting because when you talk about it, you do. You have a deep connection Mm -hmm. to the lion. Um, I am a Leo, but I I have other connections. I think I feel more connected to, I mean, whenever I play this game, I always say the phoenix. 
which is a mythical animal, of course. Um, but that's actually by design a little bit for me. I think we're living in a time where, I don't know, we're not really allowed to talk about being magic in a real way. It's like, oh, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Way. <laughs> you know, you can talk about Harry Potter. Um, I think if I had been born, you know, a couple... I don't know, 1500 years ago, I would have been a priestess probably on the side of a lake somewhere in the <laughs> British Isles. You know, I think that That's that probably awesome. would have been, you know, if I had a former life, I, you know, I may have been the lady of the lake at one point. But, uh, you know, so something about the mythology of the Phoenix is actually really, I feel really connected to that. Mm. But on this continent, I feel really connected to the buffalo. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I can definitely see you have lion medicine. You do have lion Thank you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But it's neat. And I think, Faith, it sounds like it could be a really good fit for some of our friends from the Wayfaring Band to go up and visit. If other listeners are interested in learning more, is Song of the Wolf Healing Center open to the public? It is. um, Just go onto our Facebook page. Unfortunately, I haven't updated our website (laughs) very much, (laughs) but our Facebook page is very updated. This is the bane of busy people. I mean, in the Wayfaring Band, we're in the middle of a website situation ourselves. It just, you know, it's it's bad. It's hard to do the work and to showcase the work at the same time when we're out there really doing the work. But so the Facebook page. So if they look on Facebook and search Song of the Wolf Healing, Healing Center, Center, they'll yep. find you. Yep. Okay. And then can and then message there, you. Can and either message or call. Right on. Yep. And schedule a time to, to come and visit. And as a reminder, I mean, you know, Song of the Wolf is a is a newer nonprofit. Um, and one thing I've noticed about them is that they're so deeply, deeply generous and they make they go like kind of bend over backwards to allow people to connect with their community. But I encourage people who might want to reach out to them to really think about um, just the realities of, of going up to the mountains and visiting and the human impact on these fragile ecosystems yes. and like, you know, make a financial donation, like, you know, give a gift of funds because they will spend it really wisely. They know where to get the meat for the animals and mm-hmm. where to get the things that the animals need. And, um, and I just encourage everyone to make financial gifts to Thank charitable you. organizations. Cause I think, Give them a chance to spend their own money the way that they want to spend it. It's a, it's a good thing to do yeah, when it comes to philanthropy. So, um, well, thanks, Ozzy, for sharing all about that. That's really exciting. I'm really looking forward to doing that. I think it'd be fun for us to put a group together. What do you think, Faith? I think so, Should too. Should do that? Okay, yeah, cool. cool. Should we let Ozzy ask his final question? Please. All right. <laughs> <coughs> well, I just, I want to know, um, how old were you when you knew you had down syndrome and how did you make sense of that um okay um i think i was a baby i think um because i i also have a hard time of breathing but for having down syndrome it's like sometimes it's hard but sometimes it can be like how we always say there's um, a difference between being how is like knowing how what the same and what's the difference. Mm-hmm. That some things are the same and mm-hmm. some things are different. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel sometimes mm-hmm. because of my disability. Um, but sometimes having Down syndrome is really just a part of me mm-hmm. um maybe that's what god created me 
you know, like, God created me to have Down syndrome. Thank you for asking that question. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. And if I can actually, I'm going to ask you a little bit of a different way. Yes. Is that please. okay? Yes. So do you remember <coughs> when you were maybe in elementary school, do you have a memory of remembering thinking, wait a minute, maybe I'm different than the other kids. Like, did you ever feel different yeah. or did you always feel the same? In terms of Down syndrome, like, did you ever be like, oh, not everyone has Down syndrome? You know what I mean? Yeah, it really does felt like I was the only person who has Down syndrome. And when did you figure out that you were the only one you knew? Yeah. Um, it did feel like I was different from other kids. Um... Like at school, were you in a different class or in, like, were there other types of classes that Well, you can I mention about high school? Yeah. Sure. Um, so, I, so for having a disability is like, I, one of my, my classrooms, I, I was with, um, with my friends who has a disability and it did make me different a little bit um but sometimes I always keep saying it but it really feels like I'm mad at God for creating me to have a disability um and I've and we've talked about this uh, kind of a lot, so I'm going to ask. I you, know. No, no, I'm not saying let's stop. I'm saying I want to ask you something new about it. That's fine. Because is high school the first time that you felt mad at God? Yes. Because I've heard you say that before. But did you feel mad at God in middle school, or was it high school that that started to happen? Well, in middle school, um, because I was part of a special ed, hmm. um, so for us. Special ed, it did make me feel different. Um, being in um, the pathways um, made me feel kind of different. Um, and that's a program? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially for any programs I'm a part of, does make me kind of different. Um, like, I know a lot of my friends who has a disability, but I always wonder, why can I have friends without a disability? Hmm. You know? Um, it is some, some people it keep saying to me, like, I don't, when, when I see you, you really don't have a disability. So when I, when I talk, to people they'll say I don't think you have a disability because you know what we can talk about so that's what I know mm-hmm. because of me um, but in middle school it did make me feel like I was different um, did you feel different in elementary school I'm not sure. Okay. Harder to remember. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm trying to remember. So middle school was kind of when you started feeling different. Yeah. But do you think that your parents were ever easier on you or that you had special rules? Or do you feel like you and your brother and your sisters all had the same roles no matter what? What do you mean about that? Like, sometimes parents, if they have a kid with a disability, they have one... They're easier maybe on the on the kid who has a disability. And other parents... And I think I know the answer. It's kind of why I'm asking you. Because I know your parents and I know that they're kind of rock and roll. They're like a little bit. I, I have a feeling that you were kind of just treated like the same as your brother and your sisters. That you kind of all. Well, yeah. You had the same rules in the house. Same expectations. Mm-hmm. That you, I mean, that's like what I've observed. Do you feel like that's true from the inside? That it was like. That you and Marina and, you know, and Maggie and, and what's your brother's name? Joe. Why have I not met Joe? We need to deal with this. I I always <laughs> wonder. <laughs> I always wonder. We need to deal with this. Okay. But Seriously, do you feel Andrea. like the rules were the same for all of you? Can you say that one more time? Do you feel like the rules? The rules? So like the rules in the, in the house could be like, you have to come home straight after school You have to, you can't go out after dark. You have to finish your homework. You have to clean up in the kitchen. Chores. Did did you have all that stuff the same as your brothers and sisters, brother and sisters? Yes. I, yes. It's like after school, like, um, like I, they didn't have to tell me to clean. Because I already knew I need to clean. <laughs> so They're really good. They got her young. They yes. got her before right. she even realized <laughs> that she awesome. was being had. Yes. Nice work. Yeah. I have so to they say. didn't have to tell me. Hats off to Heather and Tom. Well done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Oh, um, very cool. So, Faith, do you have any final questions for Ozzy before we wrap up? <laughs> it's okay. You can go off book. We're already finished with all of our real questions. Okay. Um, any follow-ups or anything else you want to know about Ozzy? I wish I knew, but I <laughs> don't think I do. <laughs> I can't think of no anything problem. right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you know, no, you're, totally you'll see good. him again. Hopefully, we'll we'll get up to Song of the Wolf Healing yeah. Center. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, get to check in more. Um, Ozzy, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. Thanks for having this me. This was, was really fun. cool and fun. Yeah. 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 Thank you. And you did great, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Leave you with a little vote of confidence for Faith. <coughs> yes. All right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, ta-ta for now. Peace out. <laughs> Everybody In is sound engineered by Karen Hibner with original music by The Dosage. It is produced by The Wayfaring Band, a Denver-based 501c3 nonprofit specializing in life skills and leadership training through travel for adults with and without disabilities. Be sure to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Talk to you for now.